Wednesday night, December 28th, 2022. Hope everybody out there had a good Christmas coming up on New Year's. This is the last episode, the last 2022 episode, I should say, of the Kicking Out podcast. So tonight we're switching gears a little bit. We're not covering Dynamite, at least in full tonight, even though it was an amazing Dynamite, maybe the best of the year. Of course it would be the night we just decided to change directions, but... Instead, we're going to be talking about the uh, crazy year that has been 2022 for AEW. Uh, looking back on Paul and I's 2022 predictions and making our own predictions for 2023. And we're all supposed to have a big, bold prediction. So looking forward to seeing how bad we whiff on those. But I'm Tanner Lee back this week. And thank you to my co-hosts, Paul Zarman and Austin Shepard, who are here with me for holding down the fort last week. What's going on, guys? Well, if it keeps up, uh, we're going to strip you of that KOP title because, you know, as a champion, you should be here every show and you, you're missing a lot here lately. You, you know, I'm going with the MGF, MGF strategy, you know. Oh, well, you, you hold my out booking, more money. But yeah, my booking fees are going up. Oh, all right, Sammy and Ty. <laughs> hey, she made her appearance tonight, so. Well, yes, but uh, they were supposed to defend the AAA Mixed Tag Team Championship, and that's the angle they went with is that they were demanding too much money and they refused to pay them. I'm guessing the uh, AW AAA partnership isn't going as good as they hoped because it feels like a lot of the talent hasn't really shown up to AAA when they were supposed to. Um, well, two gentlemen showed up, and um, they shouldn't have. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, I, I won't I, break Chef's heart this early on in the, <laughs> the show. I think we'll have more positive things to talk about FTR than negative tonight. So I don't think that's that's any reason to not talk about FTR. But I thought we'd start off just kind of going through the year of 2022 and AEW. is kind of like I was going through quarter by quarter, and there was about two events that happened per quarter, it seemed like, that were worth talking about. And it kind of started in February. It actually did start on February 15th, which I remember that because that was my 30th birthday this year, when the news broke that Cody Rhodes was not going to be renewing his deal with AEW, and he was heading back to where he started his career in WWE. Looking back on it, you guys think Cody made the right decision? For Cody, yes. Yeah. Selfishly for AEW, didn't want to see him go. Agreed. Um after he had that banger of a ladder match with Sammy. I mean, a stupid ladder match. Yeah. 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 Um, and then he, you know, I think he got paid mm-hmm. and he returned at WrestleMania to maybe the best pop of WrestleMania. Um, I can't remember. I watched it just a little bit. I believe that was night one. It right. was night one. Yeah, it was night one. So, yes. So the pop of the uh, night two was was McAfee and and uh, Austin, Stone and Theory, Cold, and, so. and Vince, yeah. and, and and Stone Cold, and yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think he made the right decision. He he got hurt, and I would uh, I would put his match hurt with Rollins at Hell in Cell maybe a match of the year category. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, by far, by far. Yeah. It's one of those matches that. Um, surpassed the wrestling fandom. No, I, I agree with what you said, Shep. I think for himself, I mean, he, he even said he was just ready to leave the territories, as his dad used to say, and ready to go win the big one his dad couldn't win. 
Um, I still think there's a lot more to it that maybe someday we'll learn, but he and Tony Khan have kind of agreed not to talk about it. Um, Tony Khan was on the Fightful's Grapsody podcast this past week and really talked highly of Cody, said they're still friends, and because uh, he was mentioning anytime you lose a talent of his caliber, it hurts the company in many different ways. And I think we saw that for a while with the storytelling in AEW. It really lacked for a while after Cody left. And yeah. selfishly, as a big Cody Rhodes fan, I was eager to see where his character was going in 2022 because I think we were setting up for an eventual heel turn. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know because he teased it a lot. Um, I think I at some point he'll return to AEW. It's not going to be in 2023. It's not going to be in 24. Um, I think he returns and he becomes, you know, he comes out and he says, hey, you know, I'm going to stick to my guns. I said when I was here previously that I wouldn't challenge for the title. And then we'll see a, a title eliminator tournament or something. And he'll enter himself and he'll win it. And he'll say, oh, my bad. I lied. I was thinking about that today. I, I could see him eventually returning. To AEW way down the road, maybe to, to end his career. But I don't know what his deal is with WWE and whatever it was, add more time to it for being injured. So, yeah. But he should be coming back, I would presume, in the next month to WWE. He was on Raw this week. I did tune in for that. He did a um, satellite interview or whatever you call them now, Zoom interview. I don't, I don't know what they use. Yeah. I would say he's got to be my pick to win the Rumble right now. I think so. I oh, think yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, I was telling Paul before we got on there, I, the the dirt sheets, the rumor is they're going to try to get the WWE title off of Reigns, maybe put it on Rollins, then there's your night one main events, Rollins and Cody for that title, then your night two's Roman and The Rock for the other title, which that match doesn't need a title, but so be it. Unless you're looking to eliminate one. Yeah. Well, right now. Introduce a new design. That'd be what The Rock would be good for. If I'm not mistaken, Raw, since Roman doesn't appear on Raw very much, Raw doesn't even have a title right now. So he can't have that. Right. To have two premiere shows. So So after that, Cody News in February, then uh, AW Revolution, the first pay-per-view of 2022, happened. And really, in my notes, the main thing I wrote down was the dog collar match. CM Punk, MJF. Kind of stole the show that night down in Orlando. Um, it was also the, the AEW debut of William Regal and the formation of the Blackpool uh, Combat Club with Danielson and Moxley because those two went at it in a very fun physical match that night too. So Yeah. Yeah, the, the best part about that was the uh, the mic work leading up to that match between MJF and, yep. and Punk. Yep. Um, I thought that – overshadowed maybe actually a little bit of some of the match but well and also and i didn't remember this till tonight when i was going back and 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 doing some note taking that's the night ward though officially turned on mjf remember he slid the diamond ring to punk so yeah yeah which yeah he needed to get warload off of mjf uh, for him to make that run and in that main event that night, I mean, it was a good match, but it wasn't the match everybody was talking about. Adam Cole and Hangman Adam Page. I mean, it was fine, but everybody knew Cole wasn't going to take it off Hangman that quickly after he won a full gear. So No. Uh, and then in April, Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor, which 
it was that long ago? Yeah, it was. Eight months. Come on. Or it might have been. It might have been March even. Um, Oh man, come on. Might have been March because I think it technically was under his rang when they put on that show in Dallas in the WrestleMania weekend in early April, actually. So um, I know everybody was excited. He he announced it like the week before that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Because that was the first glimpse we got of after the Briscoes won, FTR showed up. Right, right. So it was, was, I don't know if it was literally a week, but it was within the month. Yeah. And he still produced that show. Yep, because the Bucks made an appearance on that show, and then uh, Samoa Joe was the big thing of the night that night, appearing after the main event. So yeah, um, being signed, being all elite. Uh, but yeah, that that was uh, something I didn't have in my 2022 bingo card was TK buying Green of Honor. No, and then hopefully you didn't put a TV deal on your bingo card after he bought it. Did not. I okay. thought we'd have one by now, but eh, we'll see what happens in the next month. We'll see what happens in the next month or so. Yeah. Then in May, we had double or nothing uh, back in Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, CM Punk wins the AEW title over Hangman Adam Page. Little did we know what that was going to transpire to in the following months. But also that night, we had Anarchy in the Arena match, which was a fun one. Uh, Eddie Kingston coming out, walking like a zombie, all bloodied up, dumping the gas on Jericho, then getting into it with Danielson, which I really hope they revisit that sometime. I want to see that feud really bad, um, but maybe maybe down the road. And uh, there were some other good ones. Uh, of course, the MJF, the MJF storyline around Double or Nothing. Was he going to appear? Because, you know, he uh, hightails it out or doesn't even show up of the meet and greet. I suppose he had a... Uh, plane ticket ready to get out of Vegas. Um, but he shows up and does the job to Warlow in a squash match, and Warlow becomes all elite. So those were kind of the big headlines coming out, double or nothing. Um, but I remember feeling good as far as a fan in the uh, shape the company was in coming out, double or nothing. But, boy, did we uh, not know what was coming up. Things change. Things change. <laughs> Things change. Dives dives into the crowd, break, break uh, bones in your foot. Um, that's unfortunately what, what happened to the following dynamite FTR and uh, punk were in a trios match and punk dives into the crowd and breaks his foot. And, uh, well, it's supposed to be a big setup for a forbidden door started a road of many, many injuries towards forbidden door, which, uh, was still a fun pay-per-view in the United center in new Japan. AW did really well by, uh, by rating, did really well in the gates, but it was not the card we were all hoping to get because of injuries and, and no. just bad luck, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that match where Punk broke his foot, um, I think uh, I think they announced it drops at midnight tonight. My boy Dax coming out with his own podcast and his first guest is Punk. It's already number one on the wrestling podcast. It, <laughs> it, yeah. hasn't even- it had a three-minute oh, intro, and it's oh, number man. one. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a good podcast. I uh, and, and and I guess I guess looking at it, just leading up to it, you know, we don't know what truly happened. Probably at, never will in the investigation, and and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit ago. But is is I as I feel is is Dax is respected in the professional wrestling industry right now. You know, Cornette loves him. 
mm-hmm. and, and he doesn't like anybody. Okay. Yeah. Um, just he hates those guys on KOP too. <laughs> Don't get me started with that. <laughs> We'll get into political stuff. And yeah, that's yeah we don't need to go down. Uh, I was trying to get a rabbit hole started. <laughs> uh, yeah, he comes out and just does not talk bad at all about punk. Um, very respectful. So, yeah, I'm obviously, I'm not saying until midnight unless you guys keep on talking. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that'll definitely be on a uh, playlist tomorrow. Yep, I'm right there with you. I already subscribed, so I'm ready. I'm ready to go. It'll be yep. beyond while I work tomorrow. Um, so after Forbidden Door, getting the road to All Out, uh, Punk returns after Moxley wins the title at Forbidden Door against Tanahashi because Punk had to uh, vacate. Uh, vacate it. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. At Rampage, uh, following that dynamite that he broke his foot. So Punk returns, has a weird feud with Moxley. Still weird to this day. I mean, he drops the title. You know, we're thinking we're thinking we're getting the match it all out, and then he drops it in a. Nope, we're doing this match next week, which ends up being like a two to three minute squash. Moxley wins the back, or or Punk Punk doesn't drop it, but Moxley retains it. I guess I should say. Yeah, but didn't, yeah. didn't Punk try to kick with that foot? That's yeah, what, that was the storyline. Then we got the rematch at All Out. But in the go home to All Out, we get a steal. <laughs> makes an appearance out. on TV. Makes the appearance on TV. We don't know who this guy is coming out. Then explains he's Punk's friend. He drops the F-bomb on, on live television. Punk uh, accepts Mox's challenge or maybe challenge Moxley. I don't remember the order. But we accepts get it. it. We get it at All Out. Uh, so the main event's set there. And then at All Out, we have the uh, – the Elite win the trios that are introduced. They win the uh, trios tournament over um, Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page. So they're the first trios champions. Uh, Punk wins the main event over Moxley to um, win his uh, title back. But in the uh, post-pay-per-view uh, media scrum... He had too much chocolate sweets. He had too much something because he... Kind of starts with Nick Hausman and talking about Scott Colton, a.k.a. Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana. Goes off a, a rant calling Adam Page a stupid-headed, dumb F. I'll keep it clean tonight uh, so we don't have explicit two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row. And uh, then oh, he go, goes, that, after the, goes after the EVPs, saying they can't manage the targets. Um, I mean, just goes on a rant for like 30 minutes. And I remember watching it like, am I really seeing what what – like, is this, is this real? Um, and, and we've talked about the brawl out, you know, the, the media scrum and then the fight involving Punk and, and the Elite afterwards and a steal. We've talked about that more than we've talked about any topic in the two-year existence of this podcast. But I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Um, I, mean, yep. I mean, Fightful Select was talking about the year, their year interview. They said that is the most talked about visited most clicked thing on their website and that includes a year that Vince McMahon steps away from WWE Cody Rhodes returns to the WWE and Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out of retirement to do a match they said Stone mm-hmm. Cold was like fifth on their on their most clicked and, and read news which is incredible if you think about it before the year if you would have told me that's like well that's number one but uh, yeah but I guess my question to you guys, and, and I could have waited for this later. If you had to guess right now in your crystal ball, 
Do we see CM Punk back in AEW in 2023? No. No. If you see him anywhere, it's WWE. I agree with you both. I think they would be smart to make this an angle if they could work together and make tons and tons of money. I just, with everything, you know, Matt and Nick Jackson talking about how it was two months, the hardest two months of their life. Um, Punk's a pretty stubborn guy, as we know. I just don't see them agreeing to do business. If he does come back, I don't see them all doing business together. I think he would be putting something else. But unfortunately, I don't think we'll see Punk back. Um, I don't know if he'll ever wrestle again. And it just stinks because we were left with a lot of unfinished stories and potential matches that we mm-hmm. uh, we will never get. Now he here he tore a peck in that match, right? He did, he did. Yes. So he's on the shelf, anyways, with injury. He was on the shelf for what uh, six to eight months. Mm-hmm. So we're what we're five months in, four months into that. Four, yeah. yeah. So if if well, that's pretty close to mania time, boys. I know. Mm-hmm. But he's still under contract, as far as we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was a talk of a there was a talk of a buyout, and then all of a sudden those talks just quit. Which Everything I have seen silent. some dirt. She said, "The more silent right now, the better for people hoping Punk might come back." But I don't know. It just depends who you talk to or who you follow out there in the pro wrestling media world. I, I don't know. I wish they could make it all work, but I I just think there's too too many uh, legality reasons involved and. I'm, I was still waiting for – I know the Bucks were trolling him when they came back a little bit. Um, I'm still waiting. They, they came out with a uh, uh, Bucks shirt with the Chicago flag. I'm still waiting on a Bucks Target employee shirt. <laughs> well, even tonight when Nick Jackson throws two chairs, my first thought is they steal throwing chairs at him. Yeah. Tonight, mm-hmm. I'm, like, is that a, I'm sure it wasn't, but I'm like, is that a callback to that? Yeah, they kind of they kind of let that go since they came back. Yeah, uh, they did it. They did it a couple times and yeah, got their point across. I mean, yeah. I I think even when we were down in Indy, that Chicago Buck shirt still for sale. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and there yeah. was a couple in the crowd I saw. Yeah, um, yeah, cool design, even. cool design. So, um, so all, after all that happened, Tony had to reverse plans yet again. <laughs> because <laughs> his trios champions and his uh, world champion was suspended. So I had to do a lot of work heading up the Grand Slam, which uh, we saw Death Triangle become the new trios champions. At Grand Slam, we saw Jericho become the Ocho, beating Claudio Casanoli and be- winning the ROH title, which didn't have that on my 2022 bingo card. And we saw Moxley uh, win yet again the AW world title. So um, Grand Slam was a big event. And we saw Soraya make a, her uh, AW debut, which was big time since she hadn't been in a ring in many years. I thought that was one of the better pay-per-views <clears throat> that we got to see this year. And not just because of the surprises, just it was one of the more uh, well-rounded shows they put on. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that one of, the, of this year. Uh, and, yeah, seeing Soraya back, I think it's been five or six years. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah. So, and – about a month later, you could tell she was released because she got into some physical altercations. And then obviously we ended up seeing her with the match with uh, DMD, but uh, yep. yeah, good to see her back. 
and you know, going back to All Out, and, and this is exactly what happened. I feel bad for. I forgot about the MJF return. See, because everything else overshadowed it. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. That should have been what everybody was talking about, but everybody was talking about the aftermath of the pay per view. And here, here I go. I didn't mean to forget about that, but that's that's what I did. That's the way. That's the way, that's the way that works, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was talking about it until the news of the fight broke out, and then yeah. it just, oh, MJF is back. Because I, I think, and, and you know, Tony's talked about they had to do so much reverse take reverse course reshifting this year in 2022. I think the plan was if Punk would have never got hurt after double or nothing, I think he was supposed to have a rain clear to full gear, and then MJF would take the title off of him. I think that was the plan. But oh yeah wasn't meant to be and supposedly uh, according to dax that we'll hear on the podcast tomorrow punk didn't even want the title to begin with yeah but he gave in because he knew he knew it would would be good for the company he had to elevate the company his name would yep Mm -hmm. so so after those champions were crowned at grand slam uh we we, uh saw william regal and mgf go back and forth promo some legendary promos for weeks in the build-up to mgf versus john moxley at full gear then at full gear, we saw Soraya return against Dr. Britt Baker, like Shep was saying. Um, we also saw the Elite return to action and take on the Death Triangle, even though they lost that match. That would lead to what has become a best-of-seven series, which after tonight, we are going to match number seven in two weeks in a forum. January 11th will be a ladder match. That's going to be crazy. They've already put their body – they've already put their – Oh yeah, I thought I thought some guys got hurt tonight, but they've put their bodies through hell, and they haven't even faced the most dangerous match yet of the seven. Can I just say uh, TK needs to have at least two stretchers ringside, <laughs> one for Nick, one for uh, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a couple spots tonight. I'm like, oh my god! I like, I hope I hope they're okay. And I know uh, Mrs. Matt uh, Matt Jackson's wife does not like the ladder match these two or tag teams the. Lucha Bros and Young Bucks did a couple years ago. She couldn't watch it, and I'm like, no. I think this one's going to take the cake even even to another level. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I've I've enjoyed the best of seven series. Unfortunately, and I know you guys kind of hit on this last week. I think we saw the worst match of the seven series. Yeah, we did. Um, but um, so we saw that back and forth with Regal and MGF. Then at full gear, Regal turns his back on Moxley in the BCC, slides the diamond ring to MGF. MGF hits Mox with it, becomes the world champion. Um, and then my last storyline for the year was Regal ends up leaving AEW and is going back to WWE. Three days from the moment we were recording this. Right. So you look at that, and, and I listened to TK talk about it a little bit. I think he was on Busted Open uh, after the fact. Has nothing good, uh, has nothing but good to say about Regal. Mm-hmm. Under Completely understood what he wanted to do and go back to WWE and accomplish. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to what Regal said, when Regal went to Vince McMahon and said, I have this opportunity to do this, Vince didn't even blink an eye and says, go do it. Which was surprising to hear. Yeah. So I almost feel like <clears throat> out of respect, TK did that back. Yep. Yep. William Regal's son is coming up in NXT. Um, he wants to be there to train him and work with him. Can't blame him there. Um, you know, what he did, the short stint in AEW, I think was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed his work. 
but he is a he is a uh, NXT. I don't call him legend because he's he NXT hadn't been around that long. I mean, it has been, but not really. Uh, but the work he's done in NXT back in the day was some of the best work ever. Yeah, yeah. With with some of the talent he had with uh, Bailey and Sasha, um, Andrade and Gargano. I remember that match was stupid good. He um, had Ma- he had Malachi. He had um, yeah. So let's Bobby not Rude before had... they screwed him up when they called him up. Yeah. Uh, let's Adam not forget, Cole. you know, before that, he had the Nexus. Yep. That's how long this has been around. Yeah. yeah. It was just under a different name, and Regal's been there since day oh. one. Yeah, oh. and then the stuff, and, and I've watched a little bit of FCW back in the day. Yeah, it's on the network. Yeah. Peacock. Peacock's the worst stupid oh my platform. God. It's anyway, so back in the network was- Back when the when when the network was cool, yeah, um, and they had some really awesome documentaries and, and shows. Um, yeah, I watched some SCW back then, and yeah, William he he ran it. He, yep. There, there's a lot of guys that owe him a lot of gratitude for the yep. money they're making nowadays because of what he did. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yep, and Tony, you know, on that same podcast you were referencing, uh, Shep, you know, he was going through a lot of stuff between. Uh, you know, between Forbidden Door and Grand Slam, all out with with his mother, his mother's health, and yeah. that's when a lot of this regal stuff came up too. And uh, you know, I think that had a lot to do with it too. Um, oh, I agree. You know, just the family ties of the situation. So. Yeah, speaking not not to give a, a shameless plug because I don't do that. Nothing's free, <laughs> but the new Ric Flair doc on on Peacock, which to me has a lot of WWE feel. I know they had their touch on it. Mm-hmm. Also, I think ESPN had some touches yes, too. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of documentaries out there about about Rick. Yeah. Um, they made fun of him for doing this on some podcast um, because he needed the money. He's doing it because of the money. He needs the money. Um, I can let you guys guess who those two jackals yeah. are. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was one of the. Yeah, this was maybe the best one done about Rick. I watched it yesterday and really enjoyed it. I yeah, yeah. I, I it's hard for me to watch something and not look at my phone, and for the hour fifty minutes or whatever it was, I I was pretty pretty tuned well, in. It was it was a it was a longer documentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, an hour fifty minutes that's as long as a as a movie nowadays. It's incredible that guy's not only alive, but even in the shape he's in right now. Not only alive, the guy's still he look. I enjoy my adult beverages. We know that. <laughs> you drink thirty yes. to forty vodkas a day. I know. I that I, I just don't know how your body just doesn't shut down. Better step your game up, Shep. No, no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean that was and then <laughs> even even afterwards when he when he when he gets back and he's better, he, he talks about, well, you know, I have, I have a couple Michelob Ultras, but those those aren't that's not alcohol, that's not booze. <laughs> I'll have some champagne, but that's that's, that's not booze. Yeah, it was unbelievable, some of the stories. Although, I I do have a connection with Flair. Um, We do drink. I mean, you know, only only the great ones drink. You know, Kettle, if you want to throw some sponsorship money to this podcast, I I wouldn't be. It's true. It's true, Kettle. I've had plenty of Kettle on this podcast. (laughs) 
But, uh, you know, as we're talking about Flair and his uh, large amount of vodka per day consumption, let's not forget Flair's one of the only men that I know of in history to be kicked out of the city of Fort Wayne. Yeah, what was – I remember he was there for a signing. It made our local news. Um, yeah. But the bar he was at, I um, I frequent that bar. I used to. Um, it's right on the river, downtown. Great place. Mm-hmm. I've never had anything but great experiences there. Of course, I've never been probably blacked out drunk like he was. And was, was it's, a- from, it's the gas house. Yeah, I love yeah. the gas house. Yeah. yeah, I did not. I just looked it up on Google and I've been there a couple times. I did not know he was there. Wow. Yeah. Love so, that. so uh, the gas house is like the uh, elderly dinner club on the lower level. On top is a hibachi grill, takioka. Yes. Yep. And they have this awesome bar overlooking the river right there. Mm-hmm. Great place. The deck. The deck. deck yeah. Oh. Freaking, you got kicked out of that. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty hard to do. That was back in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, well, then I, and, and this, this made, I know we're, hey, rabbit hole, rabbit hole number one. <laughs> uh, about a week ago, it was on social media, a girl, saw flair at a bar and the friend said i know you don't know who he is but go get your picture with him he's mm-hmm. famous she approached him and said i have no idea who you are but i want your picture he was pretty short and rude like yeah no. he was nope not happening yeah and yeah. so but hey good for flat i mean i get yeah, it i i didn't get mad at him about that because i'm no. like she no. was rude. The, way, the way she approached it like, yeah and she was rude and, and you know if, if i'm flair i'm like i've gotten enough Sticky situations. I'm on marriage number four or five or whatever it is, you know. I'm good. 75. <laughs> How she is still married to him today. I don't know. It's incredible. Good for good for, good for uh, Flair. Speaking of that, I think we'll see Charlotte, a surprise entry of the Rumble. Yeah, she's got to be coming back soon. Oh, oh yeah. She's like, she's cleared. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. Even though her husband, you know, he's going through some rehab. But uh, Yeah. Anyways, all right, done with rabbit hole number one. We've climbed back out. But when you guys look at 2022 and AEW, like, what's your overall thoughts? Like, because for me, like, 2019, of course, was the kickoff of of AEW. You know, everything was exciting. Here's this new promotion. 2020, it's hard to really say because it mostly was, it was a COVID year. It was Daly's Place. They kept the doors open. They kept, you know, wrestlers employed, kept paying them kind of started to find their footing. Then 2021, they really started rocking, you know, returned on the road in July. And then you had the big signing of uh, Adam Cole and, and Danielson and you had Malachi and uh, um, CM Punk, of course. Um, and then this year, some good things, but like we also talked about some bad things. It just seemed like it's kind of almost what could have been here, but yet I think they're turned a corner in 2023 on a promising note. Mm-hmm. So I had some notes written down, and I never take notes. I'm right there with you. And and when when we talked about doing this, you know, year and uh, review, the first and I, I the first thing that came to mind was to harp on Tony because I I think I've 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 vented on this before his lack of storytelling, right? And not when I say you know, hey, we can tell a story, but the the length of these storylines. Sometimes I felt like we're literally a week out from a major pay per view, and we don't have some title matches announced. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't build these feuds. 
Now, going back to what we've already talked about, the injury bug of 2022 happened. He had some personal issues happened. So, yeah, looking back at it, I'll give him I'll give him a uh, a break. He had to do some stuff on the fly. Right. So, but that's what I guess I'm looking more forward to in 2023 is to see how he builds feuds and, and tells these stories over multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got two shows a week, and but it's only three hours. Right. It's not like we have six hours of television a week. Right. So if you count dark and dark elevation, you get pretty close. I said television. <laughs> hey, not YouTube. Hey, I'm, I'm a YouTube TV subscriber. So, I mean, yeah. you know. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But I, I want him to do that. I think um, with MJF and Danielson, it, don't bury this after a month. No. You know? I, I, could, I could handle two or three matches between them, and it takes four to five months. You know, mm-hmm. I know he uh, – I don't know if we talked about this or not, Paul, but a couple weeks ago, uh, Busted Open was talking about his match um, where he won the title, mm-hmm. uh, how green he looked. Oh, yeah, yeah. We didn't but, talk about it, but – But he only wrestled nine times in 2022. Yeah. Nine times. I, yeah. I mean, if – if LeBron James, and I hate LeBron James, that's a bad example. <laughs> awful person. Um, who's the guy that scored 60 for the match? Luka Doncic. I was going to say, say Luka because Luka's the man. <laughs> so, so if Luka only played nine basketball games in, yeah. in 2022, how sharp would he have been? Yeah, he's not putting if, up 60. Yeah, if he's third part. So, yeah. you know, hopefully we get to see him more. Now, he also made a comment in his promos like, I'm only doing pay-per-views. I'm doing the big money matches, right. yada, yada, yada. Right. You're not going to see me on Rampage, which, okay, I get. But, I mean, we need to see him wrestle at least once a month, don't we? Yeah, I think so. I mean, because I, I think, yeah. You know, but, MGF's got the great gift. He doesn't have to wrestle every week because he's got the best mic skills in the game to where he can build a feud on the mic. But it's nice, yeah, like you said, if we see him keep his in- in-ring work fresh, smooth. Do what they've done with every other champion and have title eliminator matches where you know you go up against the champion, yeah, you know they're gonna lose. Yeah. Well, I know, I know. I'm not saying call them that, but I'm saying, yeah. you know, put somebody in there that you know there's no way they're gonna beat MGF, even if it's not for the title, but just to give him a chance to get out there for five, ten minutes and kind of work on some stuff. Well, hey, here's 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 an obviously they're gonna be the next pay-per-view is gonna be Danielson and MJF. Okay. Be yeah. Early March. So, yeah. Yes. Early March. Third right? or fifth. Or ninth. One of those three. So so we got let's just say we got eight weeks. You know, right off the top of my head, you got Danielson and the BCC. Mm-hmm. Make 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 MJF have a mystery partner. Let's do a couple tag matches. Let's you know, you know that having him a mystery partner is is the WWE way of drawing some ratings for a Wednesday night at at nine thirty because you know the match is only going to be twenty minutes long, and whether you have somebody coming back or you pull somebody out of thin air, maybe the hottest indie guy, you know, to do that, the hottest indie heel, mm-hmm. you know. 
you just give me, give me, give me eight weeks of building them up, and then, and then have the match. I mean, I mean, I know that probably sounds a little old school, but no, I'm all for that's it. Kind of what I'm asking for so, uh, in, in 2023. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, it's some feuds need to be longer than they have; others need to be shorter. I could have went with a shorter BCC JAS storyline. We were, we've been done that since April, and still going. Yeah. And there was no real big payoff. No. 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 Final battle, maybe. Yeah, the title changed hands, I guess, but. Yeah. yeah. But that wasn't AEW payoff, right. and we've seen right. it on right. AEW TV. Right. So, Which I think we'll see a lot less ROH on AEW TV in 2023. So. So what, what, oh, yeah, even TK kind of hinted at that. Right? Yeah, I don't think Warner wants, you know, that push that's heavy. Right now, yeah. which which well, I get. Which you're only you're only seeing uh Claudio, Yuda, and um Joe. Joe. So yep. Yeah. Which I'm excited to see what the uh new look of uh, dynamite looks like next week. They're getting kind of a rebrand yeah. going into twenty twenty three. So new colors looks like, supposedly a new stage, so interested to see. Interesting. We might have to change our colors up a little bit to to keep up with them. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. We'll yeah, you'll have to wait and see what happens in 2023. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, let's get to our picks for 2022. We'll start with everybody's favorite match for 2022. Paul, lead us off. What was your favorite match of 2022? All right. You can call me a mark all you want for this, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the punk MJF dog collar match. Well, that's a good one. That's I mean, seriously, when I think of 2022 match of the year, that is the first thing that came into my mind. So I just went with it. It was a brutal so. one. It was a good buildup. Punk bled like a stuffed pig. Yeah. We had to Warlow turn. No, it was a really good one. I think yeah. a lot of people are picking that one as their, their top match. Good one. Shep? Mine didn't occur in AEW, but it occurred with AEW people. How did I know that was going to happen? FTR Briscoes. FTR Briscoe's Which dog collar match. Three. Three. Right. Um, but two was pretty damn good. Yeah. They all three were good. And one was pretty damn good, too. And I thought maybe you might go FTR Aussie Open. That was on the note. That was on the notes. But just the last match, and, and here's what sold it. If you remember, uh, two was it a week or two weeks after that when – they came out and did their promo, and they had the bandages on the forehead, and Dax pulled his pants down, and he had the big ass tailbone. That so that that yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think he's put it on his Twitter a couple times. Like this is how a Monday feels, and it's him getting superplexed on all those chairs, and yeah, God. you know, he he sent an ass he sent an ass picture update two days ago as I flew to Mexico, and it still bruised his hell. Oh God. <laughs> Those guys had a lot of internal bleeding going on. Yeah, but uh, uh, no, that yeah, that's that one. That one took the cake. There's a lot of good ones. Um, I kind of went off the cuff a little bit. I chose Anarchy in the Arena. I just really enjoyed that at Double or Nothing. Uh, JS beat uh, Blackpool Combat Club. That was just chaos. I mean, you remember? Yeah. Uh, Justin Roberts says shit's about to hit the fan, and I'm cracking <laughs> up, and then it did. It was just all over the arena. Crazy stuff happening. The turnbuckles come exposed. Um, it was just fun. It was fun. And honest to God, tonight's match six of the best seven series 
might have made my top five. I was. Oh yeah. Um, I was watching. Usually, my fiance watches it with me, but she was watching some. I don't know some documentary on Netflix. So I was in the other room watching, and she's like, "What are you yelling about?" Because I yelled three times out loud at some of the spots going on. Because I'm like, Jesus Christ. Hey, um, hey, Paul. It's yes. I thought this week with the explicit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I know. It's all me this week. Making up for uh, being out last week. So. Yeah, yeah, I like how he says, I'm going to keep it clean. And then just, he's yeah, the reason we got it explicit. I did for 40 minutes, but uh, but no, a lot of good matches to choose from in 2022. We were pretty pretty fortunate, pretty spoiled, as Shep and I say a lot when yeah. just he and I are on the podcast. We're pretty spoiled of what we get every week on free television. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. and speaking of, you know, we got a, a couple of uh, short stints from New Japan in AEW. And I thought Osprey was amazing this year. He and Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door was a that top was, five for me. And I don't even – I'm not a big Orange Cassidy fan, but that match was awesome. So I'm looking forward to him and Omega for the uh, IG, IWGP title, U.S. title here in, what, a week and a half? Yeah. Something like that, whatever. Next um, week. Is it next week? Yeah, next yeah. week. So. I'm not going to stay up and watch it at 4 a.m., but I will buy it and rewatch it the next day and not look at the dirt sheets or anything. But, yeah, I'm excited for that one. And we will have our predictions. We might not make them on the podcast because I'm still confused on the time difference and everything. Um, But needless to say, there will be a graphic be made, and I will put the title on the line against both of these guys at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Well, I I didn't do this. I, I did do it, but I lost. Um, if I would have hit the Mega Millions, I was going to charter a plane and have a sit front row for that. But damn it, I lost. So. <laughs> well, come on, Shep. That, that hey, is, I, I think I got another drawing. Oh, shoot, it's tonight, isn't it? Wednesday, I don't know. If it doesn't hit Friday, I'll buy tonight. another ticket. If we hit Friday, we're going, we're going. That that's on a bucket list of mine and my pro wrestling fandoms go over there and and, and watch a wrestling kingdom. That's yeah, but you, did you notice? So I was listening. Lance Archer was on Busted Open today. Um, mm-hmm. He just got back from a tour, mm-hmm. and he just said it's it's weird. Like if they sell out a hundred percent of the stadium, you can't cheer. If they sell half the stadium, you can cheer. Yeah, this is all COVID related uh, stuff. But for Wrestle Kingdom. They're gonna let them cheer, but you can't sing like the, the entrance music. song with them. I did not hear that. Wow! It's it's it. And he even made it. He says, "I don't even understand yeah. it." And I've been over there for a month. Yeah. Um. So, hopefully, that gets cleared up over there one of these days. And I don't know. I don't know. That's a whole he, different. Yeah, he said it's a whole different deal. He says when the when the when the government speaks over there, yep, they, that it's just tradition and they listen and they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he said they, uh, they had a sold out Corrigan hall from what he just finished on December 23rd, but he said there was no cheering because it was a sold out Corrigan hall. Yeah. Um, so, which is weird because well, I guess it was a Friday, Friday night, but yeah. Anyways, if I hit the mega millions, uh, Friday night, uh, we'll we'll charter a plane and we'll go over there. All right, all right. I'm in. You think StubHub has any of those tickets? <laughs> Probably. They have yeah. about tickets to anything you can think of. So, it's just the price is usually up on StubHub anymore compared to some others. But what was your favorite feud of the year? We'll start with Shep for this one. 
favorite feud of the year, um, and it wasn't because of the matches. And I think I, I hit on it earlier. It was MJF and Punk, um, just because of the promos, the back and forth promos we got, and. I would say I would put this maybe top of the year, the one where Max Darner cried. Yeah, and had everybody feel mm-hmm. sorry for him. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. Which okay, for maybe one minute second, I'm like, damn, dude, you're real. Yeah. Then it was a work. I get yep. it. So if it hooked, if it hooked you, he did his job. So yeah, that was my feud of the year. Just wish we would have got a little bit more of it, which that that was my feud of the year as well. And I got it in my notes. If anybody doesn't believe me, I could put it up to the camera. But and to piggyback of what you said, yeah, that one week, you know, Max gets everybody in their fills. The next week, he turns on Punk, puts the call around him, busts him open, wears the nice white shirt that has the picture of him and Punk at that signing when he was young and gets blood all over it, which AEW shop then has that one too. They have the version, the clean version and the bloody version. That was just the details those guys put into the buildup to Revolution was amazing. Yeah, it was, Punk, Punk did that a couple times this year. He did when he talks about the details. Remember when he when he uh, knocked out Regal? Yep. He re-read the email Regal sent him after his WWE tryout. His yep. I think it was a tough enough actually tryout. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then yep. I know he was an extra. Um, somewhere, maybe it was a pay per view, or he was an extra. He got he got hit by Goldberg, didn't he? No, it was uh, Smojo pushed him. Smojo pushed him. Yeah, yeah. Which so they can always do that in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. MGF's really good at the callbacks. Yeah, those little touches that yeah. MGF does. He, yeah, Again, the callbacks. Yeah, maybe maybe not the most. Uh, Sound performer right now in the ring, but he can if he can get you hooked. Yep, that's all that counts. All counts. I'm. Ex- I hope. I hope he can keep up in the ring with 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 Daniel. Right. Because oh, we yeah. know how Daniel can go. We saw that tonight. God, I thought that was- him and Paige stole stole. The Paige shirt. is so underrated too. I yeah, mm-hmm. well, because he still gets made fun of for his green screen match, um, <laughs> but. Man. I thought those two guys were awesome tonight. Now the the high spots were in the, the the trios match later on down tonight, which was awesome. But to kick off the show the way they did, I think they got two. This is awesome chance going mm-hmm. during that match. So that, that crowd was hot tonight. That Denver crowd from start to finish. They were they've been itching for a show since early twenty twenty. So oh yeah, but uh, what were you talking about again? <laughs> feud feud of the year. Yeah, 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 that was my feud of the year. Go ahead, you're. Uh, no, I agreed with you. I just piggybacked off what you said. So it's up okay. to Paul. Is he making the three for three? No, I'm not. Oh, um, I am involving Punk, but uh, I just because of the fact that it is still being talked about months after um, the very short-lived feud of the Elite versus the Punk. Didn't even get to see it on TV. You're just yeah, talking about the, back, the backstage man. stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. So, like so I said, what? very short-lived. But it is, like you said, it is the most talked about. Yeah. It is. It it's is. probably been the most Googled AEW yeah. thing of all year. So it, It's funny. Yeah. I saw somebody on Twitter yesterday like, hey, everybody, can we please stop talking about Punk going into 2023? And then, like, 
yesterday on Twitter, there was more punk talk than there had been like the last month because everybody's starting to speculate if he's going to come back or not. I, I, there's one little tidbit out of the, the elite punk feud that I want to know. And I got to rewatch it to get the correct name. But I literally want to know how the bakery shop in Chicago, I want to know how their sales did for the like 45 days after that. Because I feel like, I bet you there was a line getting in that darn place. Up 200%. And the stuff that he was eating looked amazing. It was like. Mindy's Bakery. Mindy. I was going to say Sarah's, but it's Mindy's. Mindy's Bakery. Go hit up Mindy's Bakery when you're in Chicago. And you know the thing I still If I go to that awful city, I will go. The the thing that is crazy to me is the presser after double or nothing, Punk seems so happy. You mm-hmm. know, that was after the match with Hangman. That was after the promo that supposedly made him so mad that Hangman went to business for himself. And then he brings it up, you know, and gets ticked off about it. Three or four months later, I wonder if when he went on the shelf after double or nothing, he had so much time to think that he thought of everything over and he got pissed off. I'm thinking oh, if he doesn't sure. dive in the crowd and break his freaking foot, he gets so busy with the summer of punk and teaming with FTR and trios, which Tony said was the plan before he got hurt. None of this ever transpires. Yeah. So yeah. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Well, if some yeah. butts. Well, the, the, I think, I think. If, if if Punk's anything like me, he got so fired up over the Colt Cabana comments that were leading yep. up to that week. Yep. That he the way he started that press conference, just I mean, you could tell the more he talked, the more ticked off he was. Yep. The more it made him mad. Which there's been things in my life. The more I talk about it, the more I think about it, the more I stew. Right. I think we can also oh, yeah. be there, yeah. And then it then it just snowballed, and he's just like, "Dude, I'm already down this rabbit hole. I might as well just I'm tell just you how I really up. feel." Yep, I'm gonna be out six to eight months anyways because I know I'm hurt. And, yeah, you know, so you know, so yep, off the races he went. Oh yeah, and and Tony Khan just sat there. <laughs> just sat there oh my god, he was. <laughs> to this day, the gif of him drinking that sparkling water where he's taking a jug and he obviously chugs it too much. And he, <laughs> oh my god. Poor t- Tony, and and we witnessed it in Indianapolis. The guy, the guy must be on a caffeine drip, or and I'm not accusing him. Don't yell at me. He's on cocaine <laughs> because that dude is wired. He's wired differently. Hours a day. He is. I mean, he's nuts. Yeah, he's nuts. I mean, the way he comes out. We just watched a two-hour dynamite, and we're wait, getting ready for the the the, the rampage taping. He comes out. And he's screaming. He's pumped up. He's yelling. We're coming back next November, which is awesome for Indianapolis. I love yeah. it. Um, we had a, we had a, a, you know yeah. obviously a pretty packed house there. So <laughs> yeah, Tony, something else. I mean, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. His coffee's got to be the strongest coffee in the world. Look, well, I drink Death Wish coffee, and I'm not even like that. Okay. <laughs> well, I think what is it? What's that? Coffee that's always advertised on Black all Rifle. Black Rifle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it made I'm not even a coffee guy, and I I just hear the advertisements. Well, like it's made. I think it's designed by two ex Mil- guys. Mil- yeah, yeah, military guys. Military guys, and they were yeah supposed well, to be this, the strongest in the world. This category, I think we're all going to agree with tag team of the year. Three initials, FTR. FTR. 
Nope. They lost a lot, guys. They've been losing a lot. Yeah. I think the team that came out of nowhere is the acclaimed. They're my tag team of the year. I do like that answer though, because they're they're number two for me. So and and if you would if you would have said June, July, August, yeah, it'd been yeah. FDR. Yeah. And as big as F, you know, I'm an FDR yeah. guy. But the way those guys put themselves over, well, got themselves over and what they're doing now. Now, I'm not a big fan of who they're feuding with now. You know that. You know, the rap tonight was amazing. The rap was hilarious. <laughs> but, I mean, those guys came from yeah. beginning to mid-carters to their main eventers right now, and they're mm-hmm. holding, holding the belts. Mm-hmm. So they worked their tails off. Not that FTR didn't. Right. But, yeah, because FTR is going to get a lot of more uh, trophies from, from me later on. But, yeah, that's my tag team of the year. Yeah. You claim. No. And, you know, I go back to All Out. Their match against uh, Swerving Our Glory was amazing to where they had to run it back at uh, Grand Slam. And then the claim took the titles off them. I mean, they, they stole the show at All Out with yeah. that match. Yeah. And, and the big thing. And and this is maybe the one downfall to FTR. FTR, those guys, I'm guessing, if just by guessing, they're mid to late 30s. The claims mid 20s. Right. So. Right. I think Max Caster is even younger than his. He's like he's younger than Bowens. I think he's Bowens. I think Max Caster is like 22, 23. So. Yeah. For a 22 to 23 year old to do that. Well, two guys that were single competitors, and Tony thought they would just make a good tag team. He threw them together on dark, yeah. and look what happened. I mean, yeah, amazing. amazing. Yeah. So, no, I went with FTR though for just holding so many straps at once and having all the Boehner matches. But I like Shep's pick too. So. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. All right, uh, last one for our 2022 selections: Wrestler of the Year. Paul, lead us off with your Wrestler of the Year. MJF. Again, I know we didn't see him much, but uh, his mic work carries him every single time. Uh, When I think about people who have gone out and put on good matches, decent matches, and been able to carry a feud on the mic, I can't think of anybody outside of MJF. Good pick. Shep, I think we know who you're going to pick, but go ahead. The one, the only, Dax Harwood. The not only in his tag matches, but the individual matches he had. Um, I I saw on sports, I think it was Sports Illustrated. He was fifth in all wrestlers, and Cash was sixth. Yeah, I was surprised by that. That Cash um, made the top ten. But Good for him though, yeah, mm-hmm. no, no. Just yeah, the the individual matches he had. Uh, I thought, and, and I guess I don't, I don't remember a lot of when they were in NXT, in WWE as the revival. Um, his mic work towards the end of this year, I thought was darn good. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the promo about the eight year old girl, and they they sold some T shirts, which was his daughter. You know, mm-hmm. they sold some T shirts of it, but that that was real, man. Yeah. So, yeah, he was. Um, 
And I, just, I think I sent you guys the uh, the thing his wife got him some fancy bottle of tequila. <laughs> that was, Dude, that yeah. was hilarious. So, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. He's my wrestler of the year, performer of the year, talker of the year. I mean, the dude, the dude deserves to get paid. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. If if money's his long term goal, he accomplished that in twenty twenty two because he's gonna get paid in twenty twenty three. So here's the okay. thing with him, I, 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 obviously he needs to support his family. Okay, right. we get that. I don't know with him if it's about the money though. I know. I think it's about the is, freedom and the love of wrestling. He loves the business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's rumors that uh, when their deal's up in April. Yeah, April. And that's the thing. Like, I was listening to Sean Ross Sapp today. FTR thinks it's April. Tony Khan thinks it's like June or July. So somebody's got to <laughs> figure out when it runs out. Anyways, you know, they're dropping some straps. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're cleaning house. Um, dropped more tonight. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, thanks for yeah. that. Told you I'd break your heart at some point tonight. <laughs> You're so damn negative. <laughs> anyway, um, they're they're freeing themselves up. Yeah. There's there's rumors that they just want to do indies. Like they they want to pick their I guess pick their own schedule and and do what they want to do. I, I'm guessing the indies indies is hot right now. There's a it lot. Is. Oh yeah. There's a lot of indie promotions right now that where I'm guessing they can go make a great living and and do what they want to do. Um, if they go back to Stanford, they're on a strict schedule, a strict vocabulary, a strict this, a strict that. I don't see that happening. So, I don't know. Maybe they're going to take a break, you know, take four or five months off, come back and screw it. I'm going to run all these belts back again. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I think – they do resign ultimately with AEW. Um, you know, Dax is not stupid. He's he's keeping his options open, even like on podcasts, like making everybody think they're keeping their options open. I mean, that's what MGF's doing, and they spend a lot of time around MGF, so they they understand the angles there. I think I or I hope they resign with AEW, and I'm hoping you know they just lost to the Gun Club or the Ass Boys last week. I'm hoping they're starting to lose these titles. I'm hoping we're seeing a storyline. They they're going from the top down to the bottom and they're going to work their way back up. That's the storyline I hope and they're going with. Like we're going to see them lose a little bit, get knocked down, but then they're going to come up and eventually win the AEW tag titles. Well, I know it, I know it's not as big a deal as it was in the start. Um, but supposedly in AEW the, you know, the win loss matters. Right. So if they lose a bunch, take a break, give them, you know, they're going to take a vacation, take 3 4 months off, whatever. Right. Right. Resign and say, "Hey, look, we're we're the new guys again, you know. It, hell, have them wrestle on dark. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Omega did it. Yeah, Omega did I it. Mean, yeah. So I don't know. I I think they will stay with AEW just because of the freedom they can do. I agree. If they go to Stanford, they don't have freedom. So I agree. I agree. Right, but hey, you know, uh, if their contract is up in April, uh, I know an indie promotion that. Uh, there's a guy who said he might be willing to uh, uh, pay the cost to have FTR at an event in June. And hey, we could talk. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you right now, the Lodge is going to have to up their tequila game. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that'll be in the contract. By the way, you could not buy that type of tequila in this town. I tried. 
because I wanted to have that that the blue the 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 bottle itself. The, awesome. the cool. <laughs> well, the the one that he got for Christmas is it that's like yeah. a four hundred dollar bottle. Yeah. Um, the the normal bottle that he normally drinks the white and the blue one. You can't buy it in Rochester. <laughs> so I tried both places. I was going to buy it for tonight, but yeah. Maybe I'll have to look uh, up here where I live. Maybe maybe I can find uh, you, it up here. You somewhere. probably can buy it at Captain Cork in Fort Wayne. Uh, yeah, but, uh, Cork, yeah. No. Not, not in Lonely Rochester. <laughs> no, no. Well, my wrestler, and I like both your selections. My wrestler, I, I was going to go with John Moxley, but I changed it. Even though I think Moxley's the face of the company and and him putting his vacation off, and I think he at this point says, "Screw it, I'm not having a vacation because he's on rampage every week now." He, he's uh, too afraid to take a vacation at this point. But I went with a guy I've been hyping up a lot the last few months, and that's Chris Jericho. I think right. for a guy his age, I thought he had a hell of a year in the ring. Became ROH champion, which I didn't see coming at start 2022. Had the run as the Ocho, which I didn't realize till Tony Khan said on Grapsity. It was his eighth rang as a world champion, which I knew that, to the Ocho, and he loses it to Claudio on his eighth defense. The eights, oh. everything about the eights. I'm like, wow, little little details there. That's why I like TK so much. He puts little details in, I don't even realize what he's doing. So I thought Jericho, you know, I thought really all of his matches were pretty good. His feuds do go a little long, uh, but I'm already intrigued by this next feud with the Ricky Starks. So um, going with uh, the Ocho for my wrestler of the year for 2022. All right, I can get behind that. All right, and before we make our 2023 predictions, let's see how bad Paul and I whiffed on our 2022 predictions. Oh, good Lord. I'm getting I wasn't involved with these. <laughs> breakout stars, we did five each. One of my breakout stars, I think I did pretty good on this one, was Jamie Hayter. She's currently okay. the women's champ, so I think I did good there. Ricky Starks. That's pretty good. He's had a pretty good 2022. Ethan Page, I think he has... Up this game a little bit, but I think he's got a little ways to go. You're three for three so far. Hook, which I don't know. Hook was so hot to start the year, but I, I won't give any of my predictions away, but I think you're four for four so far. And Warlow. Yeah, you're four point five out of five. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> for Paul, he had Anna J. Okay, when we made this this time last year, they were really pushing her. Not my fault. She got caught making out with Jungle Boy, and her career flopped after that. She sucks in the ring, too. <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. I'm mean. Paul, Paul, I will say, went with three females, two males. So he, 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 he went on a limb here. Okay. Tay, Tay Conti, eh, probably right there with, with Andy. They, they got the win tonight, though. Thunder Rosa, I'll give you that. She was women's champ in 2022. Yeah, she she had some great matches, and then uh, unfortunately she got hurt. But he also had Wardlow. Okay. And Sammy Guevara, which Sammy had an interesting 2022. You had you're a 1.5 out of five, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> well, here here's who we thought would be holding the titles at this point. <laughs> we, we guessed we guessed that trios were going to be introduced. So we were right there. But we both went with the same trios, and we whiffed bad. We had 2.0 in Daniel Garcia as the trios champions. That was a whiff. Yeah. TBS champion, I had Jamie Hayter, which she's the women's champion instead. Uh, Paul had Chris Statlander, which I like that pick. She just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Right. 
women's champion, I had Jade Cargill. I mean, she hasn't lost, but she's not the women's champion. Paul had Anna Jay as women's <laughs> champ. I had a lot of faith in Anna Jay and what they were doing with her. I think Paul got a crush. It's all Jungle yeah. Boy's fault. No, I don't have a crush on her. Tag titles, I was way off, even without injury here. I don't think this team was doing it. Santana and Ortiz. Oh yeah, I, I thought they were long overdue for title reign, but they're I they're, they're not they're not yeah. anymore. They're not. For, uh, Paul went with Darby and Sting, which actually I thought was a decent prediction. It just never came to fruition. They TNT, were building it that way at the time. TNT, I went with Hook. I mean, he's got the FTW now, but yeah. I thought maybe they'd push him all. Uh, Paul went with Dante Martin for the TNT. And the world, I went with Wardlow. I fast-tracked it a little bit because I even said Wardlow would beat beat MJF for it. So I was kind of wrong there. Paul gets this one right, though. He had MJF as his world champ. Good job, Paul. He he beat me in the title. MJF screwed me every time I either picked or didn't pick him in the year 2022. That is why I do not have my belt. And so I went with MJF. I will say, Paul, you did something that was impressive. It was, it was before Austin joined our podcast. You went perfect score at Revolution. Got and all I the haven't come. Right. And I haven't come close since. Nope. <laughs> that was the last time I did anything right. So, all right. Well, now it's time to predict twenty twenty three. This is this is where the fun begins. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know how many breakout stars you guys did, but I put three down. I did two males and one female. Um, Man, I did not do that many. I did one. That's fine. Uh, who who's your breakout star, Paul? Uh, my breakout star, uh, Ricky Starks. All right, all right. I think that's a pretty safe bet. I mean, I don't think I'm going to see him as world champion at the end of 2023, but they've given him that push that he needed forever ago when they put him with Team Taz that they failed to give him, and I think. We're starting to see that, and I think we'll see that continue through the majority of 2023. I think he gets a big win next week. I think so, too. I think so, too. I I took I, I didn't have Ricky in there because I feel like he's already got the kind of above that. Um, my big one, and I think tonight proved it. Hook. All right, I can get behind that, Shep. Um. I think we're going to see more of him. Hopefully, you know we're we're starting to see him on Dynamite, just not Rampage. Tonight um, was we, awesome. I know, I know he's, you know, he's worked a couple uh, enhancement talents. I'm not going to call a yeah. word. Um, so yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Hook is definitely one. Um, and just because he brought him up tonight, he wasn't on my list, but he's on my list now. Action Andretti. Obviously, Jericho has something out, has something for this guy. Mm-hmm. Jericho has so much influence in this company. He's going to push him. Yep. Yep. Um, I had Action Andretti as one of my males just because I'm right there with him. I mean, he beat Jericho. They're making a big deal about it. He got fireballed last week. Jericho brings him up on the Pro tonight. He's yep. going to be coming back soon. He's got to get involved in this story. He's not going anywhere. Um, this one, I'm just hopeful because I like the turn and I'm ready to see what this guy can do. Preston Vance, I'm ready okay. to see what he can do. They they got the mask off him. He's a heel now with Roosh and those guys. I'm ready to see what he can do. 
He's got a great look too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's athletic. Brody Lee chose him for a reason. He saw potential in him. Then my females, Willow, Willow Nightingale. We're starting mm-hmm. to see her more and more on TV. I think she's really ready to break out in 2023. She was my female as well. Paul, you have any females? Uh, Willow. Willow? Yeah. yeah I think I it's a pretty agree. safe safe pick. Yep. Trios title. Who do you think will be holding the trios at this time in 2023? Shep, you go first. <laughs> um. And, and, and I don't know why I thought this. I wrote it down first. And I don't know if it's just because, I don't know. I, I have the best friends holding it down. And I, it's not orange. It's it's Trent, the Kentucky gentleman, and Dan Housen. <laughs> Entertaining. I, and that's the only thing I can think of. And I'm like, I, I think I think the dark order dissipates over this year. Um with with Hangman and and you know they're starting to lose members the way obviously the way it is now. Um I think the Bucks move on. I think the Lucha Bros move on. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's the stupid best friends. I, I, so I that's who I got. Paul, you mind if I jump in here? Go right ahead. I'm afraid this team's going to win it well before the end of next year, and I don't know how long they'll keep it. I got the House of Black. I think they take it off whoever ends up winning this best of seven series eventually. Um, I like what they're doing right now. You know, they're just whoever showing up. Wins. Jeez, the we already know people. who's going to win. Yeah, I think it'll be the elite. And then I think, you know, they when we were in Indianapolis, they laid waste to Cutler and – you know, Malachi made those comments to Cutler about it's not him, it's the guys that hold the power in the company. So I think there's something yep. to that. And I think if, you know, we can get them on TV as Trios Act, I think everybody's going to see how talented these dudes are. So. I, I, I agree with you there, Tanner. And then I agree with you that they won't make it to the end of the year because yeah. I think you got to have Malachi um, as a singles competitor. I, I do too. Well, sure. So, so, so that's I, I I like your best friends because they're probably overdue to get some gold. To be honest, even though I'm not a huge on them, but but could you, I mean, could you imagine how entertaining Dan Housen would be coming down with the title? Or just <laughs> yeah, over? he would be. He would be. So, Paul, best friends. No. I uh, also did not uh, incorporate Orange Cassidy, but I did not incorporate Danhausen either. I incorporated uh, Trent's tag partner, Rocky. Other, yes, Rocky Romero. Yeah. Thank you. I wanted to say Ricky, and I knew it wasn't right, so I was just like, "I'm just going to say Trent's other tag partner." <laughs> well, let's go to the women's division, the TBS title. This is a tough one. This was a tough one. Um, All right. I like that choice. I might like that choice a little bit better than mine, but uh, I'm just sticking with my guns. I went with Ruby Soho. If you went with uh, what's your face, I was going to laugh at you. (laughs) No, I I, I don't think Ruby needs the women's title at least to end 2023, but I think having some gold on her would be beneficial. This is a tough one because I, I still don't know if any of these women we're talking about takes it off of Jade. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. 
But I have Chris Statlander when she comes back from injury. See, if I would have picked Statlander, you would have laughed at me. No, I wouldn't. I, I, I get where, where Tanner's coming from on that. You're going to have to have somebody eventually take it off. Yeah. Uh, Jade. Um, but I feel I feel towards the end of the year, I feel like it's going to be sooner because Jade's got to go for the women's championship. Um, so the better half of the year, I feel like that title is going to be passed around. Mm-hmm. And that's why I thought Willow would be a good fit for that. And I could see that because she's lost to Jade a couple times, but they're really starting to build her up. So, well, let's stick with the women's division. Who's uh, your women's world champ at the end of twenty twenty three? I think I think we all might agree on this, but it could be wrong. First ball, Jade Cargill. I think twenty twenty three is the year of Jade, I, and I'm I not agree. even. I'm still not on the Jade Cargill train that everybody else is on, but I think the way they're building her, she's outlived the TBS championship. I think as you said, Tanner Statlander will come back. We'll take it from her. I don't, she's going to hold it at the end of the year though, but she'll take it from her and that'll free up Jade to move on to the women's division, the women's championship. I got Jade as well. And, and why I was, well, I was trying to explain my TBS prediction without giving this away is I could see, Jade winning, holding both belts, and kind of relinquishing the TBS. So she never gets beat by somebody, but then it comes open again and somebody else wins it. I'm, I figured you two were going that way. I went with Soraya. Well, that would be a good one. I hope we see her more. Obviously, I think we will. Um, but I think Tony knows there's maybe limited time there. Yeah. I mean – Again, I'm not just calling her damaged goods, but to put to put a title on her as as big as a name as she is, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to get excited about where the women's division is going 2023 because if we can get Jade in the big belt picture, you know, get Britt back in there, I think that's a money feud eventually. Thunder Rosa gets healthy, Hater Storm, and I I, th- I think we're gonna get a. Uh, a big time star joined the company. Uh, I think January eleventh. <laughs> I, I think she's coming, boys. She? Did you see her Twitter today? Yeah. I'm guessing she landed in Japan today. Well, in somebody asked SRS today because um, they said Will Washington of Fightful said he puts at ninety percent that she shows up the AW. SRS is seventy five to eighty percent. So when those guys are throwing out big numbers like that, well. The other thing is, is I also saw that she's there's there's no uh, it's just an appearance at wrestling, right? Right. Um, and obviously, Kyrie Sane it will will be there, right? Um, her and Kyrie Sane in Japan, cool. Yeah, I mean, she's got to make big time money wherever she goes. Um, I mean, I don't know if she'll be full time, but I think I think she shows up in AEW pretty soon. Well, if she doesn't, you gotta have you gotta have. Her and Soraya. Yeah, yeah. That well, that's that that match on the eleventh. You know, she's got a surprise partner against DMD and Hater. So yeah, right there is a big time match. Especially if go. we if we see them put that in the main event, which I don't know if that would main event over the ladder match, but that's gonna be a big time dynamite in two weeks. That's- that if you got the ladder match as the main event, that's gotta be your kickoff match. Yeah, that's true. 
I think the kickoff match even trumps your uh, eight eight to nine o'clock hour match. Yeah. Which I always I feel like that has to be a huge uh, spot because they want to steal those ratings. But God, if you could see, if you could kick that match off with that, holy shnikes! Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good fun one in two weeks. Um, All Atlantic title. This is a tough one. Who who's going first? Whoever wants to. I got it. Action and ready. All right. All right. All right. I went a little bit different here. Um, tying it back into the trio stuff. I went Danhausen. Ooh. I think he deserves a title run, and I think it'd be a good fit for him. We've seen it on Orange. Now, We've seen Orange elevate it. Now let's have somebody else hold it. Now, now, before you make your pick, Tanner, let me ask you guys a question. Would you consider this belt below the TNT title? I would. Yes. Okay. I, I call it equivalent to what the European title used to be in WWF. Okay. So that, that's that's why I made my pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I'm picking a guy that uh, it was a few months back said he was going to come for this title, Ethan Page. Everybody's forgetting about that. Like when no. Stokely was going down the line. No, I, I haven't forgotten about it. I just don't think the last Wednesday of 2023 we'll see Ethan Page holding it. That's fair. That's fair. I almost went to Keshko. I was real okay. close. So I think that would be a good fit for him. Yeah. And and I think they're going to try to put it on somebody not from the U.S. more times than not. If Ethan Page holds it, as long as he cracks open Jackalope, I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, you raggedy. Uh, oh, hat. yeah. He was funny. That 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 hat was funny tonight. Covering his it body. was. He, he, <laughs> he was mouthing it. He was mouthing it too. Coming he, out of the- He made me laugh two weeks in a row. He knows what he's doing. Unfortunately. Uh, let's stick, funky, let's, oh, I know, I know. Let's <laughs> stick with the mid card TNT, which I was surprised tonight. I thought Wardlow was taking it off Joe, and I was surprised. That swerved me. Wheeler, Yuda, Yuda. Um, man, I I was all over the board on this one, and I'm going back to my original pick. And it's it's out in left field times ten. Uh, Dante Martin. Yeah, it was Paul's pick last year. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 They're ready for a big time push. They they brought it tonight, man. Yeah, they did, but I I don't see him as a tag team. I, Dante's got the bigger ceiling now. The two higher well, ceiling. I say. He, he hasn't he hasn't been hurt two times where he took a That's bunch true. of time off. That's true. And and when they when he woo, when his brother was hurt, they still pushed him. So right, right, true. Yeah, I like that pick. That's my that was the farthest fetch pick I've had on the whole card. Oh, I feel like Dan Housen's probably mine. That, yeah, yeah, still not as far fetched as Anna J last year, but hey, hey. Speaking of Anna J, I'm going Jack Perry as my TNT title holder. All right. Got to get some single gold on the guy eventually, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. He was on my list. Yeah. 
All right, tag titles. I, I thought this one was hard. <laughs> you can go first, I, Tanner. All right. Yeah. Well, this is – I'm hoping these guys come back in 2023. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. All right. All right. I don't know. I mean, Cole's has bad concussion. Kyle O'Reilly had neck fusion surgery, so I don't know if that's even possible. But if these guys come back, they're going to get a big pops. I think you got to put them in big stories. I just threw one out there. I wasn't real proud of it, but maybe more hopeful than anything. No, no shot for Bobby Fish. No shot. He could stay in the impact zone. <laughs> he, he won his boxing match. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He did. Um, With Sammy on commentary. Yeah. Or whatever he's yeah. doing. I, I don't know. Uh, I went with Top Flight. Um, I almost did that. I almost did that. I mean, this was the hardest one for me to pick, yeah. but they've they've done so well, and this one didn't even get picked until Dynamite tonight. With the showing they had tonight, I went, all right, I, they're they're going to be champs by the end of 2023. I about switched it with the showing they had tonight, but I didn't. Shep? FTR. FTR. It'd be I good figured. for that storyline. It'd be good yeah. for the storyline. Yeah, it would. It would. They spent right. the whole year working their way back up to get the shot at the gold and win it the last minute. I th- I think in in my perfect world, which I think everybody should live in. Uh, <laughs> only if well, I can drive that pretty blue thing that's in your showroom. <laughs> I I think going into Wrestle Kingdom next year, they hold they hold all four. Think they they climbed the mountain again. Yep. So that'd be cool. I, th- I think I think they take a break. They come back uh, mid to late summer, and they just work their ass off. They go to AAA, they go to New Japan, they go to ROH, and then obviously AEW. So um, I think at New Year's next year they're holding off for belts. Um, that's what I want. That's what's going to happen. I've already sent an email to Tony Khan. Um, he hadn't responded. That might be blocked. But, He's a pretty uh, busy guy. Hey, hey if you get I, through to him, tell him you know a guy who would be great to be a manager for a, a heel. You know, <laughs> that's true. Only if you get, only if there's a lot of lakes around, um, you get through. Uh, yeah. um, I feel like, though, if you would if you would ever send that guy an email or a message, it would be opened up at like, 3 14 a.m. Because he sleeps from like midnight to two and then he goes to work. Yeah. So let's be honest. It's kind of like Vince. I guess to be a successful wrestling promoter, you have to have a weird sleep schedule. Yeah, but I don't think Tony Khan sexually uh, harasses uh, a bunch of women. So let's hope not. Let's hope not. Yeah. Let's hope not. Sorry, was that was that too much? Nope. It, it, we've talked about it before on here, and it's 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 truth. So, um, no FTW prediction from me. I don't know if you guys went with it, but I I didn't no. put in my prediction. My prediction is I hope they get rid of the damn thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. tired of it too. And I didn't do any ROH predictions. Did you guys? I do did any not of those? either. Uh, apart from obviously, Shep did FTR as tag team champions. Yeah, but yeah. I got so, I got FTR as tag team champions. And I know I'm maybe fast forward in here. I'm saying in 2023, we see the Briscoes on national television. 
Is that your bold prediction then? Or you got another one to holster? I got some more. All right, good. Well, let's I, do sorry, our- I think you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. I think the the fact that we got the the, the like photo package from Final Battle that's progress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, world champion by the end of twenty twenty three. Paul, you start. This is uh, this is going out there a little bit, but I think it's where he was going before he had injuries. I want Adam Cole. Oh, mm. all right. Ship. MJF. MJF. Think he's going to hold it all year. Yep. I almost. All right. There. They made I a belt al- for him. So. I almost gave this away. They two made a belt for ago. Scorpio Sky too. Uh, that was a sweet looking belt. Man, he needs and he lost it. Yeah, but he was a freaking Lakers fan. Screw him. Yeah, it was a cool belt, but yeah, I agree. I don't like the Lakers. <laughs> um, I almost gave this pick away a couple weeks ago, and I had to like cover myself up real quick. Ricky Starks. I almost went with him, but I thought that'd be too easy. Look, I, I think you're going to see a lot of him in main events this year. And and don't call me events, okay? I don't too small, think right? The size and the look—he's too small. Now, can he challenge for it and and perform in the ring? Absolutely. Yeah. But could yeah. you really put the belt on him? I don't know, man. It, 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 yeah. I second guess it because of his size. He, Nothing against his work no. or his, his mic work. I think his mic work's getting better. If he does win it, how I would book it is I have MGF run through. Majority of 2023 get cleared through full gear. Ricky gets a rematch from this year's winners coming at next year's. And kind of like when uh, Omega took it off Mox, Ricky takes it off MGF winners coming. So I figure Paul's going with setting him saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Smart Mark Sterling. Jeff Jarrett for everything. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett will hold every belt, including the women's division's belts, by the end of 2023. Hey, did anybody notice in that rap uh, by Caster made fun of the, the Global Force Wrestling yep. Gold? Yep. The, the gold he was selling to try to fund that wrestling program. He hit everything you could. Oh. Yep. It was, uh, yep. it was, there was gloves stealing off. money like Kurt Angle. Karen, Karen Jarrett tweeted about it. She's a little oh, fired she up. She's a little fired up tonight. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that means? You know what, though? If he did that, let's, you know, let's you know, he got it approved. I he mean, got it approved. Yeah. yeah. And she's, she's just yep. being a mark. Playing right into it. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like the lethal line, too. ROH's top guy at their worst worst point in the company, or whatever they said, lowest point. That, in the that and I, I love the fat machismo guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was their best rap. They've had some good ones. This was their best one. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, bold prediction or predictions for AEW for twenty twenty three. I I wanted us to go off the wall here. Some some craziness. So. All right. I'll, I'll give my first one. All right. I'm gonna be wearing gold. I will be the KOP predictions champion at the end of 2023. No, no, no. We said we said bold prediction, Paul. Not dumb. <laughs> hey, that is a bold prediction based off of my record <laughs> since I got a perfect card. I Sorry, think Anna that J- I think Anna J's got a better chance of getting around her shoulder. Oh, ouch! 
Ty Conti has a better chance of marrying Chris Jericho. <laughs> hey, that could happen. That's possible. Well, she is a homewrecker. Ooh, yeah. Oh, boy, that's true, though. <laughs> He's not saying any falsehoods here. I didn't like her beforehand, but that's all right. Nope. All right. Uh, Paul threw one out. Shep, you got one? Um, yeah. So, 2023 prediction. This is You're going to laugh at this one. Dax Harwood will carry an individual title. I don't think that's uh, that uh, far-fetched. Yeah. I think he proved he can do it. And they were singles competitors going into NXT, let's not forget. They were. That's a good point. Good point. So. Well, mine might be a little bolder than these two, and, and this is something I don't really want to see. I just have a weird feeling we might see it. Um, I think Bill Goldberg makes an appearance no. in AEW. I quit. No. I think I think I'm turning the TV off, and I will not be on that podcast. I don't know if it's a one-off. I just have a feeling. I was reading stuff about his contract a couple weeks ago, and yeah, his contract's not going to be. It's, it's up. It's so. yeah, it's, and they're not going to pick it up, which they shouldn't pick it up because he's off. I know, I know, I know. I and I used to be a big Goldberg fan when I was young, but I'm thinking, you know. AEW is a lot of comparisons to WCW. Tony likes bringing these guys in, even if it's for like one off or nostalgia. I just have a weird feeling he's going to pop up at some point no. in 2023 in AEW. Uh, if he does, sorry. <coughs> I cannot be on that podcast. That's fair. That's I told you guys I weren't going to like it, but I was going bold. All right. Hope you don't take a drug test tomorrow, Tanner. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm working from home. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you know, need to tell either, somebody to give you one because I think you're on something. I could have went Shane McMahon. Uh, there's a better chance. Well, hold on. <laughs> if Shane shows up, the, the, the internet's just going to go with Vince owns AEW because they're already hinting that WWE has bought AEW That's because stupid. of something That's somebody stupid. said yeah. once. Look, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Vince McMahon has con money. No. Or, or, let me rephrase this, I think they're so even that it, it he doesn't have enough. He, he didn't have enough to trump him. So that, that'll never happen. What I'm, my bold prediction, well, it's not bold prediction, you're going to see Vince McMahon in WWE in 2023 because he's already, there's already rumors about him. He's gonna show his ass up, and it's gonna kill the com- It's gonna hurt the company. Good. I mean, I don't own stock in them. I know it's a public public traded company. But that's gonna it, like it's gonna happen. That dude's ego is so big. It, it, there's not a lot of arenas he can fit in. It's so damn big. And after he comes back, and everything tanks. NBC will buy the WWE. I think NBC will buy WWE the in the next TV go around. Yeah, I think Universal yeah. will. If that's the case, that makes sure that Shane, Stephanie, and Vince, and Paul, money. And, and, and Paul probably too. Yeah, yeah. I'll take my money. Yeah. Oh, wrong, Paul. Sorry. The game. Uh, you gotta talk like this. Uh, 
Triple H. <laughs> that time uh, he beat up a fan uh, yeah. for jumping in a match. Uh, yeah. yeah or that time that I just saw uh, show up on Facebook earlier today that uh, <laughs> when him and Austin beat the holy crap out of Lita. Yeah, I saw that. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. And then it was just a tough spot. Did you guys know 25 years ago uh, tonight was a Starcade 97? Yeah, I saw that. B- Bischoff called it shitty booking. <laughs> Fast count. You build the best build in a year and a half, and then you just ruin it. Just Actually, ruin you know it. What? Nick Patrick was one of the best officials. He, he was one of those guys that got involved yep. in all the storylines. Okay. So I, I really enjoyed Nick Patrick back in the yep. day. Well, it's still so stupid how they that's how they introduced Brett to the company with the whole playing off the screw job thing and just awful. Just awful. And and I saw yesterday was twenty four year anniversary of the cattle prod at uh, Stampede ninety eight, which was in Denver with Scott Hall, Tazen, Goldberg and Nash ending Goldberg's streak. And then I think next week these are all bad WCW things, but next week is the Twenty the fourth next Wednesday will be the twenty third anniversary of the finger pump poke of doom because Tony promised not to do anything like that on January fourth. So hey, there is nothing wrong with the finger poke of doom. Best uh, bump uh, Nash ever took in his career. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. any more bold predictions from you guys? Any talents you think we'll see pop up in AW besides Mercedes or Bill Goldberg? I have one more. Okay. By the end of 2023, we will get a graphic that this gentleman is all elite. And we've seen this man. Dan the dad will be all elite by the end of 2023. (laughs) I can get on board with that one. So could I. I mean, he went from nothing to he's blown up on the internet. And that's the type of guys that Tony looks for. But but his, his normal entrance song... He can't go out to. Right. Yeah, he'll have to switch something up, and they've got a whole freaking department of. Well, Tony's got a checkbook. Hey, guy. Yep. I mean, he goes out to Kansas Wayward Sun is what he normally goes out to. Yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. the elite let him borrow that for a night or something, but yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably, probably not. not. No, probably not. No. no Unless they get bored with it and stop using it by then. Well, they're they're too busy about you know working out their targets. Too. <laughs> Got to get those discounts out. Yeah. Uh, you got any uh, debuting talent ship that you can think of? Um, yeah. My debuting talent of 2023 is the Briscoes. Yeah. I like it. They, they will be somewhere. They have to be. Yeah. They, they're they on the payroll, okay? At some point, Tony's going to have to lobby and say, I'm paying these guys. They're good. Just because they made a mistake in the early 2000s, stuff happens. Yep. They're, they're coming on television. My my other one besides Goldberg uh, debuting would be Kota Ibushi. I think we get him. Uh, I don't think he's a full-time talent, but I think we get him in a few matches in 2023 in AEW. Omega wore a Ibushi shirt tonight in the False yeah. Count Underwear match. So he did. A little, little Easter egg there. So. They yep. go, going into 30 days ago, I was really uh, hoping we'd get a Sami Zayn or KO, but 
listening to them over the past 30 days and that those guys are completely satisfied where they're at. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Any, any talent you guys predict leaves AEW to go elsewhere in 2023? Miro. I was going to say Miro until – once again, SRS today said Miro's locked up with so many years left on his contract unless Tony just lets him out of it. He doesn't see any way he can get out of it. Well, let's not forget. You know, we haven't found out what's going on with um, Andrade. We don't know what's going on right. with Punk. And he's, got a lot of years. Had... he's got a lot of years left. So. Well, yeah. uh, five minutes before we logged on, Dragon Lee signed with WWE today. I did see that yep, on my phone while I was sharing this so, earlier. So, yeah. Um. That's what that's Roosh's little brother, right? Mm-hmm. 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 I have no idea what their contract status is, but and and you gotta think, you know, we're coming up on the first wave of like the original AEW contracts. So um I think somebody maybe like Lance Archer leaves AEW. Um I don't think we'll see anybody huge maybe this year, but did you Anybody listen to Lance Archer's interview today on Busted Open? No, no. I just heard what you said about it. But it was um, he he was frustrated. He's frustrated. As he should be. But he is 100% all in. Okay. No pun intended to AEW. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he had a great run over in, in, in New Japan, and he basically um, – patted Tony on the back saying, hey, look, maybe because I feel underutilized in AEW, but you give me the freedom to go over and do the main event stuff in New Japan. Mm-hmm. He did the Junior Tag League. He did the uh, G1 Climax. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh- – 2023 is going to be fun. It's going to, if it's anything like 2022, it's going to be a crazy year for pro wrestling. Because like 2022, like I said, we got Cody Rhodes leave a company he helped founded, go back to WWE. We had Stone Cold come out of retirement. We had Vince McMahon leave WWE. We had uh, CM Punk and the league getting a fight and suspended. Um, MGF take a hiatus almost from the company. So many storylines that happened in 2022 is one of the craziest, if not the craziest year in pro wrestling. That's just WWE and AEW speaking. Other promotions had their own storylines. So right. it's uh, going to be fun. So um, I have another bold prediction that just came about while we were sitting here talking because uh, you two gentlemen were talking about it, uh, somebody who signed with WWE. And uh, it, it piqued my interest because I knew I had seen the name. We've seen this happen once so far under Triple H's reign where a WWE talent holds a belt for another company. Dragon Lee is one half of the Triple A Tag Team Champions. He's one of the gentlemen that helped beat FTR tonight. And he's in WWE. And you got uh, Carl Anderson. Is it never open weight? Yeah, I believe never believe open right. weight. Yep. Never yes. open weight champion over in New Japan. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see WWE start to work more with outside promotions. Which I think if Triple H can get that done, freaking even better for us fans. It is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is. More companies that can work together. And, you know, 
I know we all prefer AEW over WWE, but it's good that these wrestlers have, you know, multiple multiple promotions, but two really big American promotions now that they, they can pick and choose. They can. We're gonna see a lot of hopping back and forth the next few years, and that's what was fun about the Monday Night Wars. People were hopping back and forth all the time. Yeah, and I, and you know, towards the end of this year, um, <laughs> at one point I was a big fan of them. Uh, they wore on me towards the end of the year, but uh, obviously Tony Khan came out and said, I'm not a big fan of working with GCW. Right. Um, just because of the, some of the stuff they did. I know Mox did his things with uh, Nick Gage. Uh, the Briscoes came and worked a, a segment with uh, GCW. They were, they hailed the titles real quick. Um, Daniel Garcia worked some GCW events this year. Uh, Ruby Soho works some Thunder Rosa. I mean, we had we had we had they had, they had a relationship, but towards the end of the year, I felt like that relationship went south. And the reason it was is Nick Gage when he retained the title, or I'm sorry, beat the title for Mox um, because of Tanner's favorite lawyer or Jackalope, whatever he is, and Big Bill Morrissey, Bob. Dog, whatever the hell they call him now. Big Bill. Stop. So dumb. So dumb. You said you were going to do every other name but it, and I told you I was going to do that accent every time. Big Bill. So dumb. Anyways, uh, Nick Gage got on the mic and basically smashed AEW, saying, you're not going to let us work together in, in, in short. So... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think one of GCW's biggest pulls is going back to WWE anyways. So. I think Cardona's mm-hmm. going I think, back. Yeah, I think Cardona's going back with his wife. I think it's a horrible kept secret. So. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be a Rumble. Well, I'm surprised. So. Well, yeah. he's, got, he's got an AEW, or not AEW, uh, NWA match coming up, doesn't he? I guess... Yeah, I'll be sure to watch that. My God. Might as well call him the Funkadactyls. Oh, he's awful. There's a reason Nick Aldis left. If if he was ever joined AEW, then I'm you two are carrying the podcast. I'm out. No. <laughs> I'll be going back and watching Mondays and Fridays again if that happens. The Funkadactyls were the best thing about so that you, group. Hey, where do you guys predict uh, Nick Aldis shows up? Uh, wherever I, I, Nick Aldis feels like, the couch in his living room. Well, I think Mickey ends up retiring from Impact soon. Um, she has a title versus career match coming up. Well, if he shows up in Impact, he's Mac- Magnus. Magnus. Um, mm-hmm. I think he'll show up in WWE. I think he'd be a good fit there. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting if Tony signs as many people in 2023 as he did in 2022. He signed a shit ton. But but he was granted a lot in cuts, too. I mean, Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland. Yeah. A lot of others I'm forgetting. So so, so what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's the top five guys that Tony cuts and just lets him go? Mm. Wow. That's a good question. Um, man. I think Andrade's up there. I think he cuts Andrade yeah. before he would Miro. Um, I, I, 
You can do stuff with Miro. Those were guys are Johnny too, but I mean Miro, they supposedly just don't have creative for. Um, well, they had creative, and he turned it down. Right? Turned it down, which we never heard who it was against. Um, man, that's a good question. I I could get rid of uh, Sabian. Yeah, I'm over him all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bunch of undercard guys like. Well, you know, you know one guy I was thinking. I'm about still tonight. sick of that dude. <laughs> get rid of him. <laughs> you know, there's one guy I was thinking tonight, and I like watching this guy work, but without his manager, I don't know where he fits in. Luchasaurus. Without Christian, we haven't seen him since he lost to Jack Perry in that cage I match. Did, I didn't like him in Ring of Honor. I don't know where without Christian, I don't know where he fits. I I, I don't know where he fits. Drop the Luchasaurus gimmick, rebrand himself, come back, do. Uh, okay, this is the Shep. You might remember this. I don't know if you will. Um, do like a, a Matt Striker scenario. Have him come back, address the fact that he's got these degrees, and try to uh, educate yeah. the fans. I don't want to watch the teacher the, again. No, maybe not in the aspect of put the chalkboard in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Striker was like the PG version of Mean Mean Posse or whatever that those vested rich boys that used to run with Shane O'Mac were. Mean, mean Street, Street Posse. Posse. Mean Street Posse. That's what Striker was. He's a PG okay. version of them. I but I'm saying, you know, have him do promos and stuff where he talks about how smart he is. Keep yeah. him as a heel, but bring in his true knowledge yeah but the problem is if they take that mask off him because i i you know i'll admit this i watched big brother he was on that reality show that's all i'm gonna think of him whenever i see his face is big brother yeah he was on he was he wasn't when he got fired from nxt he was on big brother yeah because i had not heard of him at the time and then when i was that before our roh yeah i think it was actually like right before um uh, Lucha Underground. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's way back. Yeah, it was yeah. between like NXT and Lucha Underground. Yeah. I didn't know it was NXT. Because it was like <laughs> Not on the, for on long. lower third, it would say professional wrestler or something. I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. And I looked him up and go, he's fired from NXT. And then when I found out he's Lucha Source, I'm like, oh my God, that's the same guy. He actually made something of himself. Yeah, and he brings that up in uh, an episode of BTE when he's yeah. hunting for his tail. No, though, Jesus. <laughs> about to log off now because i didn't think we ever got to talk about that again hey we're talking 2022 here aren't we that's true was that 2022 i don't know well, i thought it was 2020 it was so terrible it, i think it was 2020 it might have been covid related i don't know it's just it was the worst bte let's, let's segment of, i've ever seen nick, let's get rid of nick nemeth while we're at it get rid of him yeah we can get rid of nick fire him fire him so i don't see him on bte anymore it's ruining the vlog yeah, the okay. The only reason he is there is because he's Dolph's brother. I know. So, so I got one guy in mind. I'll ask right. you guys. And this was not in any of our conversation before. What's one AEW guy that you think shows up in WWE next year? Now I know we don't know everybody's contracts, but just off the top of your head. Hmm. 
this guy's a title holder right now. But I know his contract's got to be coming up, and I know he was pissed at one time, but now he's in a lot better spot with company. I'm going Brian Cage. He's got the look that, well, Vince isn't in charge anymore. Vince loves those muscly dudes, but I'll stick with Cage because I can't think of anybody. You know what? I'll go with the guy that's hanging behind me on the wall. Dustin? Yeah. yeah. Dustin said he would have his final match in 2023. I could see that. So his contract comes up. He goes over to do backstage stuff with Cody. Yeah. You're laughing me. Sammy Guevara. I could see that. That doesn't seem very off the wall to me. So, oh, I, fine I, if he did. He, he has made a lot of comments about him and Cody and their friendship. And there's been a couple of other guys who have talked that way. And I just, I've always gotten that vibe from Sammy. And then they put him in the Jericho Appreciation Society. And I went, his contract's up. He's going with Cody. I think Scorpio's got a big contract, or I would say him. I think he just signed like a five-year extension in like February when he had the TNT title. See, he had him on TV. He's like Miro. They all know what to do with him. Right. So, yeah. Good stuff. We'll see how it all plays out. And uh, But now before – You wrote all this stuff down, right, Tanner? I'm going to tomorrow when I <laughs> re-listen to it so I can keep track of it. But uh, You're going to make Paul some ra- graphics? I'll make some graphics, too, so we can always look back on how bad we did. Uh, Before Paul wraps up, I want to thank everybody who has listened and watched uh, the Kicking Out podcast this year in 2022. We saw some really good growth, especially on the YouTube channel this year from 2021 to 2022. And uh, looking forward to growing more in 2023. We enjoy doing this with uh, these two gentlemen every week. And uh, as long as we keep on enjoying doing it, we'll uh, bring you new content every week that we can. So now, Paul, you can wrap us up. Well, before I wrap this up, I'm going to kind of follow in your footsteps there and go, you know, you're talking about growth. Yeah, we started as two. Um, Not sure what day to do, when to do it, how long to make it. We didn't want to do it over an hour. And here we are 10 minutes shy of two hours. (laughs) And we could probably keep going if it wasn't, you know, a quarter after midnight, our time right now. Um, But we've added Austin Shepard. The podcast keeps growing. We have uh, we went from no merchandise store to two merchandise stores this year. Um, even ended up with a URL for one of our merchandise stores mm-hmm. instead of go to here dash here dash here dot this slash that add seven hundred numbers. It's true. Shep yeah. used to have some number that he rambled off that I was trying to remember where he was at. Well, I got a. Thanks, Shep. He's the one who reached out one time. I think it was. I think it was actually the the week that Cody Rhodes, went, yeah. Now he wouldn't come back. You did a show, a solo show, Shep, which yes. is hard. Or uh, Paul, geez, I can't talk. Paul. Which which is hard to do. I remember doing one, and it, yeah. it was hard to do. And Shep texted me because if you ever need a fill in, I'll, I'll take a crack at it. And he became our our, our co host. He was, yeah. went from fill in to co host pretty quick. Pretty quick, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got to say, it's been a great year. Um, yep. Looking forward to 2023. Thank you so much for joining KOP. Yep. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, thanks for uh, Tanner to basically say, hey, if you want to do it, do it. Um, I filled in with Tanner, and it's been about four years, three years ago, I, on, on your other sports podcast. Yep. Yeah. 2019. I just saw that, but it popped up on my feed the other day. 2019. Yeah. Um, and then, 
I did a podcast with a buddy of ours, a uh, professional golfer, Chris Smith. We did it in Tanner's basement. We did it over racing, um, which is a another mm-hmm. – my wife would hate me, or my wife does hate me about this, but <laughs> I literally watch professional wrestling or I watch dirt racing. Well, so tonight we're, we're watching professional wrestling, but – on my laptop, as I'm watching professional wrestling, I have a dirt race in Tulsa, Oklahoma, called the Tulsa Shootout, and there's a you know 1,500 little dirt cars down there running, and like that's that's like that's my two gigs. You know, I don't care about I, I shouldn't say I I don't care about the NFL, I don't care about the MLB, I don't care about uh, NBA. These are my two gigs. So yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah, appreciate it and. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad I could take you down rabbit holes you never thought you would uh, go down. <laughs> That's what makes it fun. That's what you know, makes it fun. I, I told him last week that he mentioned something that I said we could just do a whole episode over. And we may just have to do it one of these nights. Um, the three of us get on here and just dive into professional wrestling yeah. rabbit holes. I could... I could just do it because I've I've been on a kick these last few months watching old WCW stuff, and I could just go on for days about rabbit holes of that company. You look a lot like Vince Russo. (laughs) I should log off right now. Isn't that like the 12th time he said that tonight? Oh, man. That was me. Here's the thing. You, You say you're going back and watching them. Shep and I remember watching them as they happened. Oh. Yeah. I remember 98, 99, but then I stopped and I don't remember anything before that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember watching the, uh, the NWO as it formed. That's mm-hmm. so I'm jealous. So, so what, what does Bischoff call his pot? 86 weeks, right? 83 weeks. 83 weeks. So 83 weeks that WCW beat WWF. And I was a young teenager watching. I watched those 83 weeks. I remember that. Um, and it was nuts. It was crazy. Um, I wish I had a better memory um, as I did as a teenager, but I've had too much fun of late. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I remember. I personally watched – for weeks, I watched WCW over WWF. Mm-hmm. I never even tuned in mm-hmm. until until Bischoff thought he'd be Mister Mister Mark and say, "Hey, look, watch our program. We're live." Mick Foley wins the nat- wins the world title. That'll put butts in seats. Shavani so, says. I was still. I, I think I was still living in another town at the time, not Rochester. Either way, USA and TNT were back-to-back channels. So, mm-hmm. so my little TV, my little box TV, right? We have no flash screens back then. I'm old. All you had to do was hit one button and you would go back to – they were back back channels. So guess what I was doing? I was watching Mick Foley win the world title. Yeah. And all of a sudden – I started shifting away from WCW. Yep. yep. So. That's what did it for me. Uh, the very first time uh, Bischoff got on the TV and said, look, we're live. Here's what's going to happen over there tonight. And I went, ooh, I wanted to see that. that. Yeah. 
We all loved Mick Foley back then. Yeah. That's still one of the loudest pops I've ever heard. When Stone Cold came down as his interest music hits, takes everybody out, puts Foley over rock. McMahon's reaction, just, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. And, and Shep, you talk about uh, going back and forth between the two. I have you beat. I had a uh, 36-inch TV in my living room. So, you know, again, we're old. So that thing was huge back then. That was a monster. <laughs> I had picture-in-picture. Picture, true picture-in-picture picture, where you I had two separate have, channels. I didn't even have picture-in-picture. Picture. So, so I had WCW on one, WWE on picture-in-picture, picture, and then I'd flip them if a good match came on. So I'm just constantly watching both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't even have picture in picture. I had like a freaking twenty-four inch TV in my in my room. That oh, I had a twelve inch in my bedroom. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I didn't have that, but uh, I, I got to stay up till nine o'clock on uh, Monday nights, uh, unless something good was happening. Then I got to stay up till ten if my grades were good. As I got older, but uh, yeah, we would. I'd watch. Till nine live and then hit record on the VCR <laughs> and tape the rest of the show so that I could watch it back the next day. Well, the professor had some strict rules. Yes. <laughs> That's good stuff. That is good stuff. Yes, Going he did. down nostalgia memory lane there. See, we could go over that. I There's know. a whole maybe, podcast right there. Maybe some night we will. We switched up tonight's format and yeah, it's ran us a little long, but. It's all good. We had a lot to talk about. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Guys, it's getting late. I've got to be up at like, you know, five hours from now. Uh, I know Chef's got to be up pretty early. Tanner's going to sleep until like 10 to work from home. Privilege. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But all right. Be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if it happens to be Apple Podcast, give us that five star rating because we want to be five star KOP by the end of 2023. There's another bold prediction for you, there boys. Um, be sure to check out the Kicking Out podcast shop. It's kickingoutshop.com. Um, I don't know how much longer this runs, Tanner. You can confirm this, but as of right now, at this very moment, it still says use code HOLIDAYS at checkout for 25% off your order. It runs through the 31st. So, so yeah. you got a, two more days. You can use yeah. that code to get uh, some nice-looking T-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, um, Shep, we haven't had any big mugs on there like you use, though. Not yet. Well, I mean, we got, we'll, we'll get some KOP one of those for you. Tanner would would appreciate this one. That's a good one. That's a good. Yeah, one. That's a good one. I might get sued for that because I got sued before. I don't know. Yeah, we could go. We could go down rabbit holes there too. So yeah, <laughs> rabbit holes. We could go down, boys. Good, good um, a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, be sure to follow your Kicking Out podcast uh, predictions champion Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee nine two. I know, Chef, I said it, but it, it 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 was hard to say. I'm hoping by this time next week, one of us or two weeks from now, one of us is holding that thing. Uh, be sure to yeah, you'll have it up there. I'd have it over my shoulder. 
but at least the the belt made a, an appearance tonight on the podcast. I, I was wasn't waiting. sure. I was waiting it was for going the perfect to. time. So, all right. Be sure to follow Austin Shepard on all social media at the Shep twenty seven, and uh, be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman nine two one. And with that, join us in twenty twenty three for a whole year of kicking out podcast. <laughs>